Welcome to Insignium Bits, conversations about breakthrough, innovation, and transformation. Hello, welcome to another episode of Insignium Bits. My name is Greg Trueblood, and I'm here today with my colleague, Josh Legasic. Today, we're talking about leadership and what it takes to transform leadership inside an organization. Josh, we'll start our conversation looking at a couple of moments in which you as a leader were intending to have a conversation with somebody in your organization, and it didn't quite go the way you wanted. Tell us about what happened. Hello, Greg, and thanks for having me on Insignium Bits. Just for context, my background was in running HR in some large software organizations. And a couple of my experiences that I had that were surprising as a leader were with sales teams. There were a couple of instances where I went in to give someone a promotion from an individual contributor to a manager role over a sales team. And at the very same time, they handed me their resignation. Knowing you and having worked with you quite a bit, I understand you've got a powerful commitment to be both a great leader and someone who supports those people that he works with in his organization. What was that like for you when you got uh, those two resignation letters? It was actually quite a shock. Here you, you are gearing up to do something nice for, with somebody. You're promoting them. You've hired them. You've, you've seen them grow in their career. And all of a sudden, they want to leave. And this wasn't in a, a company with, overall, a really great culture. Uh, our retention was 94% of our employees. And here I'm about to see two people that we see as future leaders in the organization about to leave. Uh, it was disheartening, to say the least. Yeah, that must have been tough. Uh, when you got that second resignation letter, I have to imagine you you asked yourself, how do people see me as a leader or how do people in this organization see leadership in general? What did you notice about how leadership is perceived inside your company? Particularly what I noticed is we had all of our corporate employees and our corporate offices People had a pretty open, fluid, great relationships, but all of our salespeople are external, working from home. And what we noticed was that there is a culture of fear that existed out there. You have quarterly numbers, you have you know half-year numbers and annual numbers. And at certain points of people's tenure, they start to wonder if they still are going to have a job, if they're on the cutting block, so to speak. Something that, uh, again, as you're going to promote somebody, you think, that they must know how their performance is being uh, considered by the organization and leadership, and they have no idea still. So much of what it takes to transform the performance of an organization and to transform the culture of an organization requires that we start by attending to the network of conversations, not what are the processes we need to change, not what are the things we need to do differently, but getting clear on how people speak what they talk about, to whom they talk about it, the manner in which they speak, and also those things that aren't spoken out loud, but they still uh, people still say to themselves. I'm curious, what did you start to understand about the network of conversations about leadership that was present for those people that you you wanted to meet with on that Friday afternoon? That's exactly right, Greg. There is this network of conversations that the salespeople are having that they're not having with their managers or the, or the more senior VPs and, and leaders. And so we didn't know there was this culture of fear. However, 
Just imagine you're getting evaluated just on numbers. And then once a year, you have a performance evaluation. And that's where you get a little bit of tangible feedback, softer feedback. But ultimately, you still think it's all about the number. That's your job. You're in sales, right? So we discovered that there was no uh, weekly conversation, for example, about how are you doing? How are things going? You know, eliciting actual feedback as a, as a manager, as a leader was missing in these two environments. It was all about what's your next deal? What are you working on? How many phone calls have you made? That kind of wrote redundant thing that even with this company with a great culture leaves people wondering, do they care about me? Josh, let me ask you kind of a tough question. What did you see you did that contributed to that network of conversations about leadership inside the organization? Ooh, that is a tough question. I wasn't expecting this. Uh, So one of the things that I did learn is that I was the person who interviewed and hired these people. And their experience of me asking them really targeted questions about their background, their results, the things that they accomplished, the difficulties that they faced previously in their career was still carried forward with them in my interactions with them. So as much as I felt like a very open and social and friendly, you know, HR leader, they felt like I was a tough interviewer that, you know, I represented this the, the company, right? Not just the employee. And so they saw HR, uh, you know, maybe not always as their friend. Another piece of feedback is that the managers just weren't really eliciting feedback from the employees themselves. So we're we're giving them targets. We're telling them how to do their job. We're, we're partnering with them and how to work a deal or how to talk to a, a client or a prospect. But there was, no, there was no feedback loop for the employee to say, this isn't working. You know, if somebody says this isn't working, you just say, try harder, do it again, try more times. It's a numbers game, all these things that people say in sales. And in order to ignite a transformation in an organization, it must start with how we speak to our employees. And part of speaking is also listening. So if you don't ask those questions, how are are you doing? What are you seeing out there in the marketplace? And you don't actually genuinely care to listen. If it's just a a question to start a conversation and make them feel better, uh, almost sounds manipulative, then you're really not getting your whole employee at work. You're getting the part that they're willing to let you see and not the part of them being freed up so to speak, to just enjoy their job, do their job, and feel like they can give feedback to you as a leader. Josh, the the process to transform an organization, again, does not start with what do we need to do differently. It starts with revealing the network of conversations and the way people talk, to whom they speak, what they don't talk about shapes the context. And so, Josh, what I'm hearing is you started to examine, okay, what's the context that people are walking into my office with? Uh, it shows up as the network of conversations. The first step is to reveal that and then to unhook. And sometimes what that takes is to identify, gosh, I actually participate in sustaining this context or participate in the network of conversations for better and for worse. The next piece comes from inventing, inventing a new context. So Josh, I'm curious to know, what did you take a stand for? What did What context did you invent for yourself? about leadership, about how people, how you wanted people to experience their work that excited you, that you then took on in in your work in that company and your work with clients? This didn't happen overnight, but these two examples did ignite 
uh, what a change that we made. We were working on a standard annual performance cycle, and we, the industry, started to recognize this as well. I think I think a lot of organizations have recognized this. There wasn't a constant feedback loop. There wasn't a weekly one-on-one meeting before this. We immediately, again, after the second time this happened, this was about a six-month period of time. After the second, you know, leader and and high potential person uh, left the organization upon being promoted. Uh, we implemented uh, a weekly feedback. So one-on-ones with all, all managers every week. That that became a struggle. We had to continue to reinforce that at a more senior uh, leadership level so that our senior leaders were having weekly one-on-ones and checking on their you know, managers' weekly one-on-ones with the employees. This started to create an opening in conversations with employees, a, a, You know, just a much bigger amount of more positive conversations than the ones that were hidden in the background before, ones that weren't happening. One other thing that you didn't ask me this uh, just now, but one of the other things that we found out is that salespeople talk to each other more than they talk to clients. They are constantly checking in with each other about, my manager said this, have they said this to you? What do you think about what I just heard today? They, They are very social people, extreme. And uh, so the reason that's important is because if you are not managing that network of conversations in your organization, it doesn't have to be sales. It can be in product development. It could be in marketing. If you're not actually paying attention to that, you have no idea what's going to emerge from your employee base. You know, they can be on a quiet strike, all trying to prove a point together. You have no idea that's going on. They might all be working really, really hard and somebody's just having a difficult time in their personal life, but you haven't been checking in with them to know what's going on with them either. One of the things that we found that's missing when managers and employees don't speak constantly with each other is that they don't know where they're going next. So I hit my number this year. They don't even know that you know promotion is a possibility. They just see my next number and my next number kind of a kind of a view. And the the more constant feedback and communication, you actually can ask your employees, what do they want to do with their career? Where do they want to go? It may not happen today. It may be tomorrow. It may be in three years, but at least you can lay out a plan with them and they can work towards that, not just their quarterly or annual sales targets. Josh, thank you for sharing about your experience. Thank you for listening to another episode of Insignium Bits. Have a great day. See you next time. Over 30 years ago, Insignium pioneered the field of organizational transformation. Please continue to our library in the episodes page of your podcast tool of choice.